I went to school to eat my lunch. <laughs> I was not very academic at all. And yet I had a few people in my life at certain points that inspired me to try and be better. I, I never expected I would be where I am today, but it's through their belief that I was inspired to do better. Hello and welcome to The Educators, a series from Capita and Becoming X that explores how we can transform learning to help everyone realise their potential. We're sharing insights from leading educators, academics and commentators on what the education system can do to help the next generation. I'm Frankie McCamley, a journalist and broadcaster. For this episode, we have someone who is a leading expert in how we acquire and develop skills. My name is Susan James Relly. I'm an Associate Professor in the Department of Education at the University of Oxford and the Associate Head of Education in the Social Sciences Division. If I could go back to my 13-year-old self, I would try to let her know that it is the people that you surround yourself with that will make you want to become the best that you can possibly be. So look out for those people. I have been fortunate to have some amazing mentors in my life and they allowed me to be on this journey and I want young people to be on their own journey. I said I went to school to eat my lunch and I have developed from there due to being able to have worked with some amazing people and learn from them. So I just think every young person deserves an opportunity to become the best they can possibly be. Technical and vocational education and training is incredibly important. Our economy relies on it. We aim for 50% of our students going to higher education. That means by default, 50% of our other students are going into other occupations. We all need plumbers and builders and hairdressers. Our daily lives rely on it. And being able to train those young people so that they reach the best that they can possibly be in their, their profession is equally important as training our teachers and our lawyers and our doctors to be the best that they can possibly be. Susan is the director of SCOPE, the Centre of Skills, Knowledge and Organisational Performance at Oxford University's Department of Education. She's a leading expert on how we acquire and develop skills and knowledge. In the early years at nursery and foundation level, there's a big focus on learning through experience, play and exploration. If Susan has one key message, it's that we should carry this through for as long as possible. We expect our young people to grow up so quickly. So in Finland, for instance, kids don't start school till they're seven. They have that opportunity to just be themselves and they can do that through play. So I, I have become a huge advocate of letting kids just be kids for as long as possible. And if that's through play or other perhaps more structured um, events, you know, so be it. But letting kids use their imagination is it's just hugely important. If I was given uh, free play to redesign the education system, I would definitely bring in more vocational aspects to it, more play for our young people, more time to let their imaginations just run wild. I would try to develop a curriculum that was less assessment focused and more focused on doing. 
just being able to do and play and be. Work experience used to be such a huge part of the school day, the school week, the school year. And that seems to have fallen by the wayside and, and just giving students experiences. You know, depending on the school, um, there are many experiences that parents can pay for, camps, trips, etc. But it's about the experiences that you don't necessarily have to pay for or have some huge extracurricular program for. It's about what you can do to give students experiences in the day-to-day the things that can happen in the math class, in the English class that runs alongside, the, you know, the things that happen at lunchtime that I think we're, we're kind of missing out on. More broadly, what does Susan see as the main challenges facing educators today and the solutions to those? I think it's about how we conceptualise education, what the purpose is of education. For example, higher education has has been seen particularly over the last 10 to 20 years of policy making as the direct link to the labour market. Well, that, that was never the purpose of higher education, yet it was the purpose of vocational education and training. What we have is, is a lack of understanding about the purpose of the two modes of education and the linking between the two. I think one of the, the best solutions, if you will, has been studio schools. They are phenomenal. The young people, the teachers, just the knowledge that they're learning and the STEM stuff. The kids are going to NASA and they're building rockets and it's not because it's part of the curriculum. They're learning those elements of the curriculum through building rockets and the practical skills that they're getting and it's phenomenal and I I wish that there was more ways that we could be combining that practical knowledge element into the curriculum which is so academically focused. And what about teacher morale and workload? What can be done to improve those things? Our teachers are doing fabulous jobs. They are underpaid and overworked. The education system as it currently stands has had so many policy changes in the last three or four decades. I mean it's been phenomenal. I think there's been something like eight different changes to the name of the Department of Education in the last 12 years. Those constant changes have a knock-on effect. People crave stability. So I wouldn't necessarily want to see more changes for the sake of change, but what I would like to see is some time for policy to embed so that we can actually see what effect some of those changes is happening. I mentioned studio schools earlier. They're, they're, They're amazing but they weren't given the time to embed and then the criteria for them changed and the aim and the ethos. What I would like to see in the future of education is is some embedding. I'd like to see teachers being given the time and space to actually do what they're best at, which is teach our young people and develop the curriculum. They know their subjects. They know what young people need. Let's give them the space and the time to do it. The teachers that I've seen that bring out the best in their students aren't looking to measure or test or assess. They're looking to develop and nurture and bring those students to their journey. And and they do that through talking to them, through teaching them how to communicate, why it's important. And so I think programs that allow our students to do that, not just stand up and give a five minute presentation with a PowerPoint, but actually talk about, you know, what it meant to uh, complete that activity or do this thing is, is a really good thing in terms of development for our students. 
So one of the best examples I've seen is this amazing carpentry tutor in an FE college. And he also trains the team for World Skills UK. And he looks at his students and he sees what they can do. He just got his students. He understood where they were, what their capabilities were, and also spoke to them about what they wanted to do. That meant that he played with things, he manoeuvred things, he changed the curriculum slightly. He still did what he had to do to do his job in that respect, but he just manipulated things in such a way that his students were able to become really good at something that they hadn't necessarily ever done before in their life. He gave them a sense of self. Some of the best teachers that you can see are the ones who actually spend time with younger teachers and, and take them through you know, various elements of how they can bring out the best in their students. A form of CPD, continuing professional development. It's another aspect that's been eroded out of the teaching workforce to a um, greater or lesser extent, depending on, on the educational institution. But that CPD um, is really important. And we found that in our Good People in a Flawed System report, where taking the, the experience of really fantastic teachers and just having the ability to talk through some of the issues around how do you get a student to move from a C to a B or how do you deliver this particular type of teaching or how, how can I really get to this young person who I know has such potential? How can I get them to tap into their potential? And you, you see those really great teachers talking to other teachers through formal CPD, but informal as well. Role models are incredibly important for young people, just being able to see what you can achieve. It's really interesting what's on the walls at schools. So the studio schools that I spoke of earlier, this one in particular, had different areas designated to amazing scientists, female scientists, black scientists, just showing the diversity that you can reach for the stars. And so I think for young people to be able to see that there are a whole variety of different occupations and ways of, of making a living out there, which they're going to have to do in the future, is hugely important. Or we, or we see on the, the media very successful people in professional occupations, doctors and lawyers. But the UK silver medalist uh, in car painting at the World Skills Competitions back in 2011, 2013, ended up becoming the car painter for Michael Schumacher. Why wasn't that in the paper? I think having that inspirational figure, whoever they may be, is incredibly important. That, that person who, when you think of what they've done, you then think, okay, I'm gonna give that a go. Thank you to Dr. Susan James Relly. Hopefully those are inspiring words and food for thought on how to support young people, whatever path they choose. To find out more about the work Capita and Becoming X are doing together, please check out capita.com forward slash Becoming X. Becoming X.